The division in the Middle East between the North and the South is being accentuated this week by a number of significant events around the world. In the United States, John Bolton has been appointed as National Security Advisor. John is against the Iranian nuclear deal and is heralded as a great supporter of Israel. Ex-Israeli Defense Minister Shaul Mafaz today said in the past John Bolton pushed for an Israeli strike on Iran. This quick change in the American administration follows the sacking of Rex Tillerson as Secretary of State. Rex supported the Iranian nuclear deal, while his replacement, Mike Pompeo, is adamantly opposed. Also this week, Israel suddenly claimed responsibility for destroying a nuclear facility in Syria on the Euphrates River in September 2007. Why the announcement now? Most likely intended to be a warning to Iran about its nuclear facilities. There were also reports this week that Iran is constructing military bases in Syria near the Russians in an attempt to deter Israel from destroying them. Today in Syria, both Russia and Iran are dictating events. Iran has operated in Lebanon for years through her proxy Hezbollah, but now Iran is acting directly on Israel's doorstep. Not much can be done in Syria these days without the blessing of the Russians. Saudi Arabia, allowing Air India to use its airspace for flights to Israel, may not seem like a big event, but considering the last 70 years since the establishment of the State of Israel, it demonstrates a massive change. It is no secret that Iran is as much of a threat to the Saudis as they are to Israel, and that Saudi Arabia would happily turn a blind eye to Israel using her airspace for an attack on Iran. The assassinations in the UK, apparently by the Russians, were very audacious and aggressive on a foreign country's soil. Actions such as that indicate there is already a kind of covert war happening between Russia and some of the West. Russian aggression, Britain being forced to react, President Trump in the United States believing that peace comes by strength, Iranian operations in Syria, and the continuation of her nuclear program the thaw of relations between Saudi Arabia and Israel, are all events coming together and accentuating the north-south division in the Middle East, as spoken by Ezekiel and Daniel in prophecies relating to the time of the end. The north-south division in Ezekiel 38. Ezekiel 38 is a contest between the Son of Man and Gog. Son of Man, set thy face against Gog, the prophecy begins. Ezekiel, designated the Son of Man, is representative of the one who will set his face against Gog and destroy him. This is the Lord Jesus Christ and his resurrected saints. As the prophet says in Zechariah 14, verse 5, The Lord my God shall come and all the saints with thee. In Ezekiel, there is a questioning and opposition to Gog's invasion of the mountains of Israel, a particular concern for the spoil that Gog has come for. This objection comes from Sheba and Dedan, Tarshish, and her young lines. In the prophecy of Ezekiel 38, then, there are two groupings of nations laid out, a northern group and a southern group. The northern group is based in the uttermost parts of the north, verse, verses 6 and 5 ASV. Gog the king of the north. Gog is the prince of Rosh, Ezekiel 38, verse 2. ASV, Son of man, set thy face toward Gog of the land of Magog, the prince of Rosh, Meshech, and Tubal, and prophesy against him. 
The name in the Hebrew text Rosh has been identified by different Bible dictionaries and lexicons as Russia. Langenschleit's Hebrew-English Dictionary says under Rosh, proper name for Scythian people, Russians. The lexographer Jesenius says under Rosh, a proper name for a northern nation, mentioned with Tubal and Meshech, undoubtedly the Russians who are mentioned by Byzantine writers of the 10th century by the name Rus. This is Kivian Rus. In Ezekiel's prophecy with Gog in the invasion, with him in the invasion are Persia, Ethiopia, Cush, and Libya. Sheba and Dedan and the Tarshish powers. Sheba and Dedan are mentioned in Genesis 25 verses 1 to 4. They are descendants of Abraham the patriarch and his wife Keturah. They are cousins to the Midianite children. There is another Sheba and Dedan mentioned in Genesis 10 verse 7, where Sheba and Dedan are the descendants of Cush. However, in Ezekiel 38, Cush or Ethiopia is with the king of the north. The lexographer Jesenius identifies Sheba with, with the Sabaeans, a nation and region of Arabia. He supposes there were two Arabian tribes, Sheba and Dedan, one in southern Arabia and one based in northern Arabia. Smith, in his Bible Dictionary identifies Sheba with the great South Arabian kingdom and the people which composed it. Werner Keller, in the Bible as History, identifies Sheba with the ancient kingdom of Sheba based in southern Arabia, which was a merchant power who did business with the kingdom of Israel under Solomon. The queen of Sheba came to visit him. It is quite certain, then, that Sheba and Dedan in Ezekiel 38 are the tribes and kingdoms of the Arabian desert, which is modern-day Saudi Arabia, Yemen, and we would include the other nations of the Arabian Peninsula as well. The North-South Division in Daniel chapter 11 Earlier in Daniel 11, the king of the north was based in Syria and the king of the south in Egypt. In the time of the end, however, when describing the king of the south, one must include Sheba and Dedan and the merchants of Tarshish. Issues of the Bible Magazine, Volume 20, Number 3, and Volume 26, Number 4, deal in depth with the identification of Tarshish as Great Britain and her allies. Daniel's prophecies of chapters 8 and 11 are more concerned with the Greek portion of the Roman Empire. So the Roman king is de depicted as a little horn that grows out of the Greek king of the North Horn. The Eastern Roman Empire was at last destroyed by the Ottoman power, and its base was transferred north to Moscow. So Moscow became the base of the King of the North, as depicted by Ezekiel 38. Over the last few years, we have seen Russia steadily moving south again, into the Crimea, Georgia, and creating bases in Syria. Gog and the King of the North are the same. The Gog of Ezekiel 38 and the King of the North are the same power depicted in different ways. We say this because their geographical position is the same. Gog's country is in the uttermost parts of the north. They are both adversaries and invaders of Israel. They both invade the land at the same time, Gog in the latter days and the king of the north at the time of the end. They are allied with the same peoples, Gog with the Persians, Ethiopians, and Libyans, and the king of the north has the Libyans and Ethiopians at his steps. Both meet the same end. The king of the north encounters Michael, meaning who is like Ale the great prince which stands up for God's people, and the king of fierce countenance in Daniel 8.23, is destroyed without hand when he sets up 
when he stands up against the prince of princes and Gog is destroyed by Yahweh when he invades the mountains of Israel. The king of the south contending with the king of the north. In Daniel 11, where we read that the king of the south pushes at him, the AV translation and most of the others don't capture the sense of the original Hebrew text. In the literal column in Green's translation, the full meaning is brought out. It reads, And at the time of the end shall engage in butting with him, the king of the south. With him is a much better translation of the Hebrew emo. The verb itnagach, translated shall engage in budding, is, a ref- is in a reflexive voice which adds this back and forth tit-for-tat meaning. Brown Driver Briggs lexicon says it means engage in thrusting with, wage war with. The sense of the passage then is a pushing match that ends in the king of the north coming against the king of the south with all-out force. It is not a single push, but rather a series of pushes over time, with the king of the north doing his fair share of pushing. This is characteristic of the time of the end, a summary of what the time of the end will be like. At the time of the end, the king of the south shall engage in thrusting back and forth with the king of the north. This is exactly as we have seen events this last week, the king of the south and the king of the north pushing at each other, the division of the Arab world into a north and a south, Iran allied with the king of the north, and the Saudis and others allied with the king of the south. As this picture comes into focus, it is a sure sign that we are living in the time of the end. And at that time shall Michael stand up, the great prince which standeth for the children of thy people. And there shall be a time of trouble, such as never was since there was a nation even to that same time. And at that time thy people shall be delivered, every one that shall be found written in the book. And many of them that sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake, some to everlasting life, and some to shame and everlasting contempt. And they that be wise shall shine as the brightness of the firmament, and they that turn many to righteousness as the stars for ever and ever. Daniel 12 verses 1 to 3. Come back next week, God willing, to once again see prophecy fulfilling and the Bible in the news. This has been David Billington with you.